Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Good morning, everybody, and good morning. Good morning, Adel. How are you? Thank God I'm good. I was eating breakfast this morning, and I looked out, and I can see that my tree is starting to grow green sprouts. So I think officially we're coming very close to the 1st of September, and spring is definitely in the air. Spring is definitely in the air, and my nose can definitely feel that too. Everyone's complaining <laughs> of allergies already starting. So here we go. <laughs> so... What, what better way than to discuss today our environment? Because one of the things that, you know, we've spoken a lot about what we're putting inside of ourselves in terms of food, how to handle certain things outside of ourselves that we know is huge, like stress, et cetera, et cetera. But one topic that we haven't touched and we are going to be touching today is the topic, the topic about toxins. There are many, many toxins in the environment. And whilst primarily eating correctly and sleeping and breathing and exercising are you know, fundamentals to our good health. Also, there are many, many other smaller areas of our lives that actually play, interestingly, a very, very big part um, in who we are because today, I think just, I guess, because of commercialization and the ability to get what you want and what you, you need very, very quickly, uh, we are looking at an industry that puts a lot of preservatives, additives, toxins, goodness knows what, into or, almost everything that we use. And when we are going down the path of trying to live healthier lives, that we are sick and tired of being sick and tired, we want to live healthy, robust um, lives, we need to look at that. So today, I'm very excited, and again, thank you, Faggy, for, for arranging. We're going to be speaking to Dr. Romy Levy a 37-year-old mother of six. She studied at the University of Johannesburg um, in homeopathy, graduated in 2014 with a Bachelor of Science in Anatomy and Physiology and a Master's in Homeopathy. So definitely we are speaking to an expert here. She also has a Diploma in Functional Medicine and is an NLP practitioner. And where we're going to be focusing today is the fact that Romy is the managing director of a company called So Pure Lab. We're going to investigate and see what what does So Pure Labs do and what was the motivation behind it. So don't switch off your radio. In fact, join us for a very, very interesting discussion about the toxins in our environment. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Faggy Stern. Joining us, Faggy and myself, because we care and hope you care, and we certainly have somebody that does care about the environment. Good morning, Dr. Levy, Romy Levy. Hi, ladies. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you for giving me Good morning, Romy. Thank you for joining us this morning. I appreciate the opportunity. Romy, why don't we start at the beginning? Um, you, you, you're, you're coming from a, a, a natural place. You are, you are into homeopathy, into functional medicine. Today we want to focus on toxins. Just give us a little bit of background of how you started and, and the company that you run now um, and what brought you to this point. Cool. So I can't take, um, I can't take uh, um, the limelight away from my husband who actually started the company 17 years ago. So okay. two years before we actually were married. 
Um, however, I was raised by a hippie mother in San Diego, California. So that was my beginnings in the natural, the natural arena. Um, she always used herbs to treat us. We never went to doctors. It was a, it was all fun and games in the natural realm. And then when Avon and I got together, um, and he came to visit my mom and meet my mom when we got engaged in America, he found this world of, um, you know, natural opportunity, natural cleaning products, natural food. He'd always been very interested in vegetarianism and expansiveness and the whole mind-body connection between health and wellness. He um, had a very, very sick mother and a very sick father who unfortunately all pa- both passed away. His father um, contracted an iatrogenic infection in hospital because um, – Many reasons, but one, because of the harsh cleaning chemicals and just the inability to, for his system to kind of fight the onslaught. And this mm-hmm. started Evan on a path to discover um, a better way, certainly a better way for our family. And then because of a better way for our family, obviously the rest of the citizens of the world. Right. This is real forward thinking for South Africa. Well, it's real forward thinking given the fact that South Africa is about 10 years, let's say, uh, um, modestly speaking, 10 years behind the rest of the world. Um, you'll notice the, um, the, the, the uprising of plant-based um, products and um, natural cleaning products coming to the fore, discussions of zero toxin and, um, and um, zero waste. Um, but this is not new to the rest of the world. South Africa is slow on the uptake but at the same time is very, very inspiring because of the fact that South Africans are becoming more aware of better options. I think the fact, the fact of the matter remains is that um, we, 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 for many years, many generations before us, were in the dark ages with regard to information and um, what we were being sold in the form of information. Um, we're making better choices now because of all of the information that is at our disposal in an instant. Um, one of the main reasons we find ourselves battling with chronic maladies is because of our choices and our choices um, are reliant on the, the, not the information we don't have anymore. So stating that in the positive would say we have the ability to make better choices because of the myriad of information we have at our fingertips. So to sit back and be sick and complain anymore about feeling sick and tired and being sick and tired of being sick and tired is in our own hands, which is the most inspiring and um, forward, um, pr- um, and, uh, forward-moving space we could actually be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can you please bring up a few um, examples, let's say, on a day-to-day basis? You know, Dr. Tom O'Brien often brings up about the, P- the BPA coating on the sales receipts. You know, every single day we go to the shops, we're touching these receipts that have the coating on it, and we don't wash our hands after. We eat food, you know, with that BPA coating. If we go out to have a cup of coffee, there's the, you know, the, the chemicals within the lids of the coffee and then the heat obviously brings the chemicals into the coffee that we're drinking daily. Um, I don't think that, you know, I, I don't know how much, how aware we are on a regular basis, on a daily basis, the kind of toxins that we're consuming and our bodies are consuming. Never mind as you, you know, from so pure bring in the cleaning products. I mean, we wearing clothes with toxins. We're you no, know, in the advert before it was saying how important it is to wear masks and Adel we had a woman ask on our group about why she's getting rashes on her face when she wears a mask. And I actually, it dawned on me this morning when I'm thinking about toxins and do we wash those masks in toxic, you know, washing powders and then we have to put it on our face and breathe it in all day. So can you just maybe bring up a couple of examples, you know, on a day-to-day basis, what we are actually doing to ourselves? 
So we are routinely, it's a great question because it affects every single one of us from children to adults to, and, 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 and the furry ones in between. Um, we are routinely exposed to combinations of toxins and those toxins, uh, those, those combination of toxins is what's, is what are the concern. They haven't been routinely studied, um, adequately studied. And that's where the problem lies. We're actually playing Russian roulette with regard to the combination of toxins that our body is coming into contact with, our bodies are coming into contact with every day. Um, there's a, there's a professor, Rebecca Sutton from the, um, environmental working group. And her, her foremost concern is exposure to chemicals on an ongoing basis, not once or twice, not three or four times, but highlighting that we are talking about a lifetime of toxin buildup. So when you talk about the BPA on the receipt, some might say, but what, I mean, what, what's the big deal? We don't wash our hands. Okay. I got a rash from my mask. It was irritating me. I was hot. The, the, the fact of the matter remains is that our defective genetics and the combination of the onslaught could potentially cause that BPA on the receipt to be the straw that broke the camel's back. That, that last sip of hot coffee through the plastic cups. So I'm not saying don't drink. First of all, I have to make a disclaimer here in my own personal and in my professional capacity. I'm not a zero tox. I'm not a zero waste anything. I think dogma is very, very scary, especially when we're all so stretched. But I think the small changes that we can make to reduce the toxic burden in our lives are what are going to actually facilitate for us a state of greater wellness. We're talking about contact, allergic contact dermatitis with regard to the masks. Not only are the masks coated with formaldehyde, which are used to preserve, I mean, we, we dissected bodies in second year and we used formaldehyde to pre- pre- preserve a, 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 a human um, cadaver for an entire year. We have no, we have no reason or rhyme to be putting that anywhere near our body. It's teratogenic. It can cause birth defect. It's, it's, um, it's a, it's what's called a, um, a hormone disruptor. And that's just one of, of, of many components that are going into synthetic fabrics. We're talking about, um, optical brightness in our laundry, um, products. We're talking about, um, um, adult onset asthma because of um, aggravated respiratory, um, you know, our respiratory tract, because we are breathing in stuff that we have no business breathing in. So it's, it's, it's once again, I highlight the fact that while we aim towards perhaps a zero waste, zero tox, the, the, the real goal and what we could be persisting in is to reduce as much as we can and start with the things that are most commonly affecting us. This is a fascinating conversation and some, something that we would like you to join in. If you have a comment or a question, you can SMS on 34519 or you can telegram us on 061-895-1019. Don't go away. We've got still a lot to talk about. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. So welcome back, and we're discussing toxins in our environment. Maybe we can zero in and, 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 and perhaps divide them up um, and, and kind of like give us a working plan, Romy, if you can, on what to be aware of, say, in the kitchen um, in terms of our, of our personal uh, body use in terms of I – know, I know for myself that I found – um, as I've been moving down this path towards more natural medicine and, and functional medicine, that I was allergic to the toothpaste because it had fluoride in it. I was allergic to the soap because, 
you know, there was gluten and other stuff in it. And it, actually, I didn't realize it. I, I just remained at a, in a state of ill health um, for a while until I, I did have to look at my environment. So let's just, let's, let's walk into the kitchen now. What should we be worried about in the kitchen in terms of toxins? So as far as the kitchen's concerned, one of the major factors and one of the major players in the, in the, in the toxic realm is sulfonic acid. Sulfonic acid is an excellent soap. It's something that we all want to clean with because it does such a great job, but it's something we want nowhere near our food. Sulfonic mm-hmm. acid is something that's readily available in many of the kitchen cleaners, most specifically dishwashing liquid. Um, I'm quite passionate about the cumulative effect of toxins because I, 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 I'll, I'll often have people say, well, what difference does it make if I just wash my hands and then, you know, I wash it off and it doesn't, there's no absorption. And, and, and so we go back to the, to that space of, um, the, the, the space in the kitchen where the ingestion of toxins is much more, um, um, detrimental than absorption through skin. So yes, it's, it's true. Our skin is a, is a, is our first defense, our first, our immune response barrier to entry to pathogens and all sorts of, um, um, you know, insidious toxins. Um, but now when you're talking about our mouth and our nasal passages and our, and our gastrointestinal tract, you're, you're talking about a few miles of area lined with mucous membrane, which is blood rich and allows for fast absorption. Um, and, and, and greater absorption than, than would happen through the skin. So let's just, for instance, talk about we're washing now our plate. We had our, um, you know, our, uh, our big beautiful salad. Okay, cool. We had our hot curry on our plate and we washed it in our dishwashing liquid and we washed and we washed and we washed and we love the fact that that dishwashing liquid has so many bubbles because that we equate to cleaning. It's a misnomer. The more bubbles, the more clean. It's a misnomer. It's not true. What it actually means is it creates, um, uh, it, it creates the ability of the, of the chemicals to reside on the plate long after rinsing. Wow. We put that plate back in the fridge. Uh, but sorry. <laughs> we put that plate back in the cupboard. Um, we put our teacup, teacup back in the cupboard and we go to use it the next day. And what have we done now? We've added heat. Heat is a progenitor in the sci- in, in the chemistry world of um, chemical emission, chemical activation. What that means is that I've rinsed my cup and I didn't rinse it properly, even though I thought I rinsed it properly. Okay? I was mindful to rinse it properly, and I didn't think I left any soap on, but there was residual chemicals. And I put boiling hot water to make myself a nice cup of tea or coffee. And what happens? Those chemicals become um, activated and become part of our coffee, and we ingest them. And we didn't ingest it once. We ingested it twice that day or three times that day and how many times that week and how many times that year. And now the cleaning chemical compounds in our dishwashing liquid, for instance, have now become a part of our body. And then we wonder why we have RBS and we wonder why we have leaky gut. Ah, could it be because we're putting micro doses of chemicals into our system every single time we clean with our dishwashing liquid? So it's pretty first. scary. Sorry. <laughs> I'm actually like thinking of you and listening and thinking, okay, you know what, I'm going to stop using my dishes and then <laughs> what am I going to use? Paper goods or plastic goods or polystyrene, which is probably even worse. <laughs> oh gosh, that's terrible because then we're, inv- well, then we're adding to the plastic problem and the paper problem. So we have a solution. Just use cleaning products that are less dangerous. Cleaning mm. Um, with dishwashing liquid that doesn't have the cheaper nasties in it. 
that are devoid of the phthalates, the phosphates, the formaldehydes, the chlorine bleach, the petrochemicals, the parabens, the fake fragrances, the synthetic (laughs) – I'm saying the list goes on and on. And that that seriously, seriously toxic sulfonic acid that we love so much, but we actually need to learn to live without. What about dishwashers? Like if if you're sticking in a tablet into your dishwasher – Oh, the same thing. <laughs> so your so your so your um your dishwashing pods um mm-hmm. have binding agents. Um anytime you're talking about um a liquid versus a powder, you've got um anti-agglutination agents, anti-clumping agents, you've got um uh, you've got synthetic fragrances, you've got optical brighteners. An optical brightener is an amazing, amazing, amazing invention that came about in, a, in the 1800s. And what, what women used to do is they used to add a small amount of blue dye to their washing. And that minuscule amount of blue dye used to afford a cleaner looking garment. Optical brighteners today aren't that minuscule amount of blue dye. They are really, really, really hazardous to our breathing, to our skin, and to our endocrine systems ultimately. Um, when, when, when going back to the kitchen and we talk about that microdosing is my first port of call when anybody asks me, okay, Romy, but now I can't, okay, we talk affordability a lot. A lot of people will come to me and they say, I want that conversion pack that Topia does. It's brilliant. I want five or seven products of my most common cleaning products and just change me over. And they say, and then, uh, and, and then they, and then the, and then the question comes back, okay. I wanted seven, but now I'm only prepared to start with four. What are those products? And um, the reason why I'm speaking so openly is because I'd love to to say convert to seven, do it. But again, because I don't advocate for dogma and I don't advocate for black or white, and my, I advocate for small changes on a daily basis, is that choose those products that are going to be most detrimental to your family and your family's system as your first port of call when converting to something more mindful and more natural. Can you, can you name those seven products? Like, what are the seven products in your startup pack? Like, what, 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 what are the portals that I need to start changing? Well, right now I've stopped eating, Romy. I'm not eating my thoughts, my mouth. I'm, I'm not doing anything like that. So after that, what happens? What, what the interesting thing is they said that there's more toxins inside your home than outside your home. So maybe go outside. No, <laughs> I was thinking of grazing grass because maybe. <laughs> that's your best option. Yeah. Go yourself know, a little vegetable patch and go graze outside with your fingers. Yeah, but you've got to make sure that the water wasn't, uh, doesn't oh, no. no, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just playing the fool. What are those seven products? So seven products, I would say, are we just talking cleaning or are we talking body as well? Because body is no, a whole nother level. Let's stay in the kitchen, then we're going to go to the bathroom. And I'm actually getting a lot of um, uh, uh, comments here on about masks because I think masks is a big thing. So let's okay. finish up the kitchen. I'm, I'm coming to you now. I want my starter pack. What are you giving me? Okay, starter pack in the kitchen. I'm giving you a, um, I'm giving you a, a dishwashing liquid. If you mm-hmm. use your dishwasher a lot, I'm giving you an automatic dishwashing liquid. And I, I mean, I, I briefly explained why we've chosen liquids in, 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 in our, in our field, but it's, it's a very, very deep discussion. But, uh, so we, we're doing a, a dishwashing liquid and an auto dish. We're doing an antibacterial kitchen cleaner. We're doing a surface disinfectant and we're doing a hand wash. Right. That's for washing your hands. In, yeah. In the, yeah. Okay. Well, so the fruit spray is a luxury. When, when you're talking about a starter pack and you're talking about, Wanting to make 
serious changes and either on a budget or because, you know, I know um, I get a lot of wives saying to me, but my husband doesn't think it's important because we're not trying right. to get, uh, we're not trying to mess up the shalom bias here. So what we, what we'll say is, okay, if there are products that you're willing to convert to and it maintains, you know, uh, peace in your home, then I would also say that the oven cleaner is a big, big baddie. Mm. That one is, is, that one has no business. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, oven cleaners are solvents. They are linked to serious, serious reproductive effects. And those oven cleaners definitely, definitely, definitely beyond a shadow of a doubt find their way very, very, very much on a macro level in your food. Can so I there's ask no reason. Yeah. Sorry, sorry yeah. can I ask you a question? I'm just thinking now, what about aluminium foil? You know, we use a lot of aluminium foil, you know, that you don't want to wash the dishes afterwards. So you'll cook your chicken in it or you'll make your cake in it or your, your Shabbos meal. Like, yeah. What about that? I've thought about that a lot. Aluminium, yeah, aluminium and Teflon are really, really baddies. They really are. They're linked. They, they, there's direct studies that come out of the UK um, and out of Belgium that um, definitively define a correlation between um, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, aluminium, and Teflon. So we're not even messing around with that at all. That, 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 that's one that needs to be uh, the, the convenience of cooking in, um, in aluminium is mm-hmm. definitely one that I would, I would recommend uh, be a change that we make today. Okay. I know we discuss in the kitchen here a lot, but I know, you know, we speak – We've spoken plenty about genetics, Abel, on our show. Mm-hmm. And, um, Romy, I'm not sure if you want to add in a bit here, but our, our, our genes are born almost clean or they're born dirty, as we've mentioned plenty times. But we, I don't think we actually realize that the toxins that we're inhaling and what we're doing to ourselves is what's kind of either switching those genes on or making us a bit dotty. Like, I'll give yeah. you an example. Um, you know, a close relative of mine was finally diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And before she was diagnosed with it, she would walk into a shop and she would feel dizzy and she would, her ears would ring and she would feel faint and she would literally have to, leave, have to leave the shop. Obviously not understanding that it's whatever that she's smelling, ingesting, touching, feeling, um, you know, fluorescent lights, that type of stuff obviously has a huge effect on people. So, you know, it's obviously the people that like have these issues at the moment, whether it's an autoimmune disease, God forbid a cancer, um, you know, an asthma, an eczema, those types of people, one million percent should be looking into changing their products. But it's also the people that aren't necessarily aware of what's happening to them constantly. Yeah, so I'm going to go back to my that that that, that space that uh, almost space on a pedestal where I say there's no excuses anymore for not for not um, understanding what we're using, what we're eating, what we're consuming, what we're wearing. The I mean, information, this is all preventative medicine, basically. It's, it's all preventative medicine, and the information is rampant. I mean, you can type in cleaning chemicals bad for me, and you'll get blogs, you'll get research papers. The information is very, very clear that the genetic correlation, but the, 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 the correlation between our defective genes and the onslaught of chemicals in our environment, um, it, it, the, the, the switch on switch off effect is very real. So this at the, at the same time where where it's, it's a, so it's not all doom and gloom. Saying I have de, let's say I have defective defective genes, right? And I've had a lifetime of chemicals introduced into my system. I now find myself with 
some kind of, uh, so you say Hashimoto's, that's a thyroid, a thyroid, that's an autoimmune thyroid disease. That thyroid disease, um, it, it was switched on, it was turned on and could possibly be, have been prevented by making mindful choices with regard to lifestyle. And at the same time also may not have been affected by chemicals and the, and the, cho- and the lifestyle choices. And once that, that um, disease is already re- relevant in the system, meaning that it's it's you know it's symptomatic and it's um, causative of symptoms, could also be um, you 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 could also have a improvement. You could also have health improvement if you make if a person were to make certain choices. So yeah. we look at something like we look at something like diabetes. Let me just finish this quickly. Diabetes is uh, you get type one diabetes, which is a person's born with it. They've got to manage that their entire life. Let's look at type 2 diabetes as a lifestyle disease. And I had one professor at university say to me, everybody should actually wish that they have diabetes because then they would live the way a diabetic would live, and that's the best way to live. Hmm. Mindful of what goes into my mouth. Mindful of what goes into my mind. Mindful of what I'm, what I'm doing with my stress levels. Mindful of the, of the mind-body connect and its effect on what my genes determine my health and well-being. Sure. That's quite a statement. <laughs> quite a statement. Can, can, can we, can we move, let's move into the bathroom um, in terms of the soaps, the shampoos, the, the face cleansers, all the things that, are, that, that I'm, I'm using to make me feel and, 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 and look good. So, so again, another disclaimer, I am a little bit of an aesthetic, uh, uh, um, an aesthetic junkie. I do like aesthetic products. I do like the idea of anti-aging and the fountain of youth. So I'm not a hundred percent, um, uh, clean in what I use on my face, but watch this space because of the fact that Sopia was born out of a personal need. And that's all I'm saying. Um, but what I, what I am, what I'd like to get to before we actually speak on um, the, the, the body wash, the shampoos and all of that is I'd like to speak on what we clean our bath and shower with. Because the same way that the dishwashing liquid remains on our teacup and that micro ingestion, when we get into a hot bath and we've cleaned with some kind of multinational serious uh, uh, um, cleaning agent in our bath, don't for one minute think. That when you run that hot, that hot bath, that those chemicals aren't being reactivated and actually being absorbed into your skin. Mm-hmm. So in the bathroom, I, I always tell people, whether you, you, whether you choose a multi-purpose cleaner, whether you choose a cream cleaner, whatever cleaner you choose to clean your bath in, if you're a bather and, a, and, and, and the shower as well, because you do, you, you will facilitate a certain amount of absorption through the feet. But what I'm saying is, um, those chemicals can become activated and you inhale them. And you absorb them through your skin. And that microdosing is also very dangerous. And that's where you'll find um, um, acutely corrosive and irritating responses. So your friend that uh, had the rash from the mask will have probably a similar reaction from the cleaning products that she used to clean her bath and the hot water in the bath reactivating those those cleaning compounds and the absorption taking place in her skin. How difficult um, is it to get rid of that residue or whatever products that, you know, the, da- the dangerous products? In other words, if I go and use a, like a non-clean product to clean my bath yeah. Yeah. and then I rinse it out and then use your product on top of it, I'm just asking generally, how would that work? Is it still very much there? Yeah, for sure. And it would be, that would be wasteful. I mean, that would be totally wasteful. I'm saying 
uh, I, I would again one of the one of the five that I would say to 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 opt out of using a chemical to a chemical opting for a chemical alternative would definitely be your cream cleaner or your multi-purpose cleaner. That cleaner that's cleaning all of the spaces and places where you and your family are exposing yourselves to the most um, most absorption possible. Um, so yeah, that's that's there, there's no. There's no definitive amount of water you could uh, you could determine that would wash away cleaning chemicals, but there mm-hmm. definitely is a cleaning residue irrespective of how much you wash and wash and wash. There is. When and I there put will my be kids a, in that bath and I see the chemical, I literally can see the chemicals like being seeped into see their bodies. You can see, and you can see. You look if you look at the water and you see that little oily residue. And I'm not talking because you added your essential oils, Faggy. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking because you you look at that water and you're like, what is that residue? It's years of buildup of cleaning chemicals. The bath is clean. <laughs> it's clean. But you've left a residue of cleaning chemicals that do become part of your cleaning, your, your, your self-personal care cleaning regimen. Um, and, it's, and, it's, and it can be very damaging to little people. It can be very damaging to big people. Um, and, and the truth of the matter is that's something we can avoid very, very easily. This is a very interesting conversation. I'm slowly moving to sell my house and going to find some bungalow college in the town of Drakensburg. If you'd like to be part of this discussion, 34519-061-895-1019. After the break, uh, I think, Romy, we are going to have to talk about masks. I've got a lot of people participating on our live chat, um, and uh, we'll be back very shortly. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Faggy Stern. We're talking toxins in the environment. So we've gone through the kitchen. We've gone through the bathroom. And um, let's just go on to masks because this is a very topical subject. Um, a listener just asked, please ask your guest to clarify what you said about masks, which masks specifically have formaldehyde surely not all of them have that and just using an ordinary cloth mask is fine and i'd like to add on to that um that we we had somebody who said that irrespective of what mask she's using she's landing up getting a terrible rash on her face what can be done cool so yeah masks is a is a mask is a bit of a heavy burden to bear at the moment um the truth of the matter is that most textiles meaning fabrics that come from um large manufacturers okay and we're and we're seeing that the masks now are coming from large manufacturers and i'm I'm always careful about my wording because the truth is we're all i think just doing the best that we can with our current state of awareness but the fact of the matter remains is that as a preservative and as a um a, a for for fibers formaldehyde is very very commonly used on most textiles so whether or not a, a um a garment arrives at you, you know, you buy, you buy a garment or you buy a mask and it's, and it's got formaldehyde on it. You will most likely wash it off through the course of its lifetime. Um, again, I've got to research as to how long that would, that, that process would take. But what we recommend, obviously, from a natural, a natural standpoint is to, 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 to utilize the most natural fibers that you can. So, um, We've manufactured for kiddies actually um, four ply um, fabric masks um, with, um, with, um, with a breathable sports material. Why did we choose that? Because in speaking to athletes, um, 
and their choice of garment when they are sweating and, um, you know, um, exerting themselves, um, the best kind of garment for, for them and for their well-being and um, in order for their performance enhancement is a, is a breathable um, sort of uh, – is a breathable fabric. So mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is that these um, PPE um, throwaways um, have been manufactured all over the world. They've been stored in containers, and they have been sprayed with preservatives. So, in fact, those will all have formaldehyde on them. So, And that one you're not washing. You're putting that on your mouth. You're breathing it in and out and in and out for um, a short or extended amount of time. It doesn't matter. Um, and, and, and that is having an effect. Breathing in microdoses of formaldehyde, whether in the short term or the long term, is very, very damaging. It's, so, um, it, it, yeah. So, so let me just understand. So like these, these, these medical masks that, you know, that like lots of people use, those blue ones I've seen now that come out in purple. Like yeah. those are really should not, should be no go zones. And they're not great, eh? I mean, I, I don't know, like, I, you know, I've got to, again, I've got to be careful with what, what, with what I speak on. I'm a very honest person and I do want to give the public, um, everything of what they need to make their own informed decisions. But I was on a TV show uh, of late and I did mention the fact that because we manufacture non-alcohol hand sanitizers very, very proudly that are effective, um, in this current situation, um, and able to be used in, in, you know, in the pandemic that we face. And, and our, my, my interview was cut short. So, I'm very, very careful to, um, to, to, to make blanket statements about things that, number one, I'm not a mask expert. I'm not. I'm a human being like everybody else. I've had to put on a mask myself. It's something that I did see coming actually in, uh, in October last year. And we did try to order a whole bunch from, um, from that big Eastern country, um, over the ocean. But we, but, but, but the, but the fact of the matter is that we, we did, in this industry, we did see this coming. We didn't, we did know that there was going to be a need for masks. And again, with the, with the masks, it's a mindful choice. Something that you're going to put on and throw away is going to be, um, less carefully manufactured. It's cheap and nasty. So it's going to require cheap and nasty preservatives. It's going to require cheap and nasty adhesives. You know, we're just talking about the formaldehyde, but what about the glue? Yeah, that's, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? You're sitting so, so cloth mask is the way to go, but then to just double check what yeah. what material you're using. You know, I, I find it interesting because you're saying it's got to be breathable, and yeah. then at the same time, in the same breath, everyone's saying make sure it's impermeable. You yeah. know, no, it's so exactly what, like it's on two sides of the fence. 100%, and that's the dichotomy of where we sit. Wash your hands, sanitize your hands, but don't use alcohol because you burn your hands. And don't use masks because they've got formaldehyde. But use masks because no one will let you even walk into a coffee shop without a mask on. So we're sitting in a dichotomy here where we have to, again, go and research the topics that we, that interest us and that concern us most um, personally in our lives. So for me, I knew that I had to make a mask for my kids I knew that my, I've got, um, Baruch Hashem, I've got little ones that were going to be going back to school and they needed something that was good quality, that was breathable and impermeable. Mm-hmm. And it does, so our, our four ply mask, and this is not a, this is not a punt. I'm just saying what we, um, we go into a very, very deep process before we come out with a product. Our products are, some of our products are nine years in the making before they hit the market. 
Um, our masks, in fact, are late to market because we wouldn't put out anything that was less than the standard that we hold ourselves to. So we've got a four-ply mask, which has two layers of um, of polyprop, which is plastic. But that plastic doesn't come into contact with my kid's skin. My kid's skin is coming into contact with a breathable um, material that is likened to a cycling shirt or a pair of gym pants. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing, I guess, you would apply to, to your hand sanitizers. Like, what would you suggest? Because wherever you're going, you know, and I think that, that it is, it's aggravating people. You, you, but oh. sometimes I feel like I'm drunk by the time I come back from a short shopping thing because I've been sprayed so many times. Yeah, Not no. even that. A lot of people come and say, oh, my hands are so dry from the spray, but I don't think we're realizing the effect that the alcohol has on our insides. So right. the effect that the alcohol has on your insides is only because, now hear this, you'll love, you guys will love this. It mm-hmm. only has an effect on our insides because of the detrimental effect to our outside. So what alcohol does in the long term, now um, um, ethyl alcohol or isopropyl alcohol, you have to understand also only one of the components in your hand sanitizers. We haven't addressed the fact that there's triclosan and that there's um, chlorine and that there's methanol. I mean, a lot of those, the, 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 the different colors of hand sanitizers are actually indicative, and it's a cool little research thing that you guys can do yourselves. What makes a hand sanitizer purple? What makes a hand sanitizer blue? What makes a hand sanitizer gel? What sa- makes a hand sanitizer fast drying? Well, it's solvents and it's synthetic chemicals and it's fragrances and it's stuff we have no business putting on our bodies. So when and I aside from it being absorbed into our skin, we literally yeah. we're not washing our hands in between eating something with our hands. So, so well, look, the recommendation is wash hands. That's that's it. Wash hands and sanitize when you need to. So if you're going into a shop or you're coming out of a shop or you're about to sit down for a meal or whatever the case may be, so we must just the, pull out a soapier product to spray our hands and say, "Don't worry, <laughs> we're sorted." Thanks for the, the thanks for the plug, Blakes. Is that, is that what what's happening? Oh, and there, there was an amazing um, body of research that I read on um, healthcare workers and the effects of um, continual exposure to to alcohol, alcohol based um, cleaning products. And what they had said is that um, they, they they were able to actually determine a measurable amount of alcohol in the blood, rendering them incapable of driving a car. Mm. In America, rendering their blood alcohol level high enough to be cited for drunk driving. Amazing. That's only because they've been inhaling it and rubbing it on their hands. The permeability that the alcohol is creating, and permeability meaning that our skin is porous, it's got the ability to absorb. What the alcohol, what the alcohol is essentially doing is it's making our skin more permeable, more able to absorb more toxins and more um, um, noxious substances which are getting into our blood and creating all sorts of different problems that we won't even know the detriment, uh, the, the detrimental effects of what we're going through now for another two years. Well, but I'm sitting here with a, uh, with a, with a sanitizer on my desk and it says aqua ethyl alcohol, um, mm. an active ingredient ethyl alcohol and then preservatives, but I'm looking at it, it's blue, I'm about to throw it in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> this is really fantastic. We're just going to go for a break. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap up very, very soon. And I think that we can, as always, talk about this forever. Just hang on there. We'll be back in a couple of secs. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. 
Okay, so my aluminium foil is out and I think I need to revamp my kitchen. Um, I think that, yeah, I've got to go look at what I'm cleaning my bathroom, even though I do tick <laughs> on personal, uh, personal use. I make sure that everything is as healthy as, uh, as can be. Romy, how can people get hold of you? How can, where can they get their products? And, uh, I believe that you're, you're happy to give a discount code for High FM listeners. Yes, absolutely. If you wouldn't mind indulging me for one second, because we didn't speak on the personal care products, and all I wanted to just add there is for people to look out for fragrance free. You've got to you've yeah. got to look out for fragrance free, and you've got to look out for um, um, synthetic fragrances because that's a major progenitor of um, allergic reaction, and um, most specifically like urticarias, eczemas, and especially when we're going into the, um, the allergenic, the the you know the the allergic space of spring. I've also got my yesterday, today, and tomorrow blooming in my garden, and I'm I'm in love. But at the same time, we also um, we, we also suffer very badly as South Africans in the high felt with um, the allergy season. So again, um, using a product like our Mite Free um, anti allergen spray, um, and then the body products that that, um, that 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 don't contain fragrances and harsh additives. Um, but you can find us um, on the web um, www.sopure.co.za. Um, and you are more than welcome, listeners, to use a coupon code, um, and we're going to call it AK20, um, Adel, Adel Kozilski 20. <laughs> we'll you blame it all on me, but okay, I'm, I'm going to use it first. I'm going there first. <laughs> we'll go AK20. I'll give you 20% on your, on, your, on your purchases. Please note that Corona has played havoc on us um, uh, um, getting some of our uh, raw materials from overseas, so unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm loathed to say we're out of stock of our laundry product for the moment, but uh, please God we'll be in stock soon. So sopure.coza. And then you can also check us out. I heard that plug on the advert um, for the new Discam in Linksfield. We've got a great stand there and we're in Discam um, throughout the country. Um, also select spas, including your Sandringham spa, Norwood spa. Um, and then um, listeners are also more than welcome to have my phone number and my email address and get a hold of me with any questions or concerns. I am an open book and only happy to share the wealth of knowledge that I've been able to be given um, and afforded by my husband, Evan Levy, um, CASA, who developed this range for our family and for yours. Fantastic. So this is all the information that you need. If you'd like to have Romy's number, you can send an email to info at highfm.com and we will pass on your details to her and she will make contact with you. As always, we mentioned that Faggy and I run a WhatsApp group where we discuss these things on a daily basis. We don't bombard you. We drop a thought or an idea every single day. And of course, we put this podcast of our Wednesday talks there as well in case you miss it. You can also send there to info at highfm.com, give us your name, give us your number, and we will glad you uh, allow you to join our community of people who are sick and tired, are feeling sick and tired, and are making changes. Romy, thank you so, so much for your time. It's been absolutely fascinating. Um, yep, I am going to probably live in the Drakensberg or one of those mud huts. Um, right now, like every time I think that I've got a down pat, um, just in my, in my discussions with Vagy, I realize I'm far away from it. But what's important is that, you know, everybody makes the step in the right direction and just becomes more educated about the choices that you've got to make. And I, I think that, that perhaps that is the, the strongest message out there is that we do have the ability, we have the information and we need to make 
educated uh, decisions about our health because at the end of the day we are largely responsible to 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 our to our well-being Faye, yeah, as Romy you. says at the beginning as the choices that we make we have the choice exactly Faggy, thank you for joining me once again thank Romy, you, it's thank been you, a pleasure for your time and thank you to the listener to you the listener out there who is joining us on this fascinating journey have a wonderful day ahead